Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Wilson gets the ball, goes wow. to a knee. Clock is at 20 seconds. They run out the field goal unit. The field goal unit for the Bills runs out. The clock at 13, the clock at 12. They set up right now for a 41-yard field goal. Clock at seven, the ball put down, the kick is up, and the kick is no good. He misses wide right. He misses wide right. But there was a flag on the play. 12 men on defense. Five-yard penalty. Still fourth down. Oh, my goodness on the Bills, the penalty. They'll get another try. Denver will get another try. 12 men on the field. What? is going on right now i mean first of all i'm shocked that the broncos elected to make that a fast field goal situation where they had to have everybody run on but then the bills tried to match it and run on their field goal block team at the last second and they had too many guys in the field and that is as critical of a coaching error as you will ever see will lunch will now try a 36 yard field goal to win it Ball put down, good snap. The right-footed kick is away and good right through the middle. Dead solid perfect. And Denver wins it on a walk-off field goal, 24-22. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Not when that play <laughs> happened, but when it happened earlier in the game, you know what two words came to mind? Because mm. I was there. Opening game, 2007 in Buffalo. Oh, Jason, Jason Elam. Elam. Toro Toro. I will never forget that game. And for the first time in a long time, when have we highly praised the special teams coach? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Brilliant coaching. Well executed coaching. Mm -hmm. All of that. Because the first time they lined up to do that during the game, you're thinking, oh man, how is this going to go? And it was the second time they had a chance to run that same play. Yep. And the first time it was executed well. The second time it was executed with 12 guys on the field for the Bills. Right. Yeah. Sean Payton said afterwards, 17 seconds is what you need to do to run that kind of hurry up kick. For the for the Broncos back in 2007, I think they had 11 seconds. Now that is cutting it close. Yeah. I mean, that would make me... You better have a kicker that has a chance to get that cleansing breath in. Well, that was Jason Neal. And slow his heart down because yep. that's a tough one. Um, it, it, You know, how old or how many years have you and I put in together? About 70 years in this business. Yeah. And you think that you've seen it all right. until you see a game like you saw last night. Yeah. Uh, it was a totally unique, weird game different kind of game it was truly a roller coaster game it Unreal. was a, it was a heart in the blender type of game where you kept vacillating back and forth numerous times the broncos are going to win the broncos are going <laughs> to lose look at this break they got oh man here we go again you know when they're uh, running back uh cook Fumbled the ball, bounces right back up oh to him. Oh, my gosh. You're thinking, okay, it's just going to be one of those games. They'll find a way to lose this. 
And then Russell Wilson gets sacked on second down. And now they're out of field goal range. And, okay, we're going to lose here. And then you have the pass interference. Okay, we're going to win here. And then here comes the field goal unit. Okay, they lost the game. Oh, wait a minute. There are 12 guys on the field. They won the game. It was so incredibly up and down that I think for them, in my opinion, to get their biggest win since winning the Super Bowl. I would agree with that. The game truly had to go like this. But think about how the game started. And it's funny for me because I don't know why. I was doing some work and watching the Monday night, what was it, the preview show? Mm -hmm. And I totally forgot the game was on ABC. Yeah, it was on ESPN and and ABC both. It was on no, it was not on ESPN. Oh. If I'm not mistaken, it was it on was on both. It was on ESPN. I thought it was on ESPN two. That was the Manning cast. Was that was on the ESPN correct. Too. But I had ESPN on, and the game had not started yet. Well, it was on in my office on ESPN. Okay. I know I watched it on ESPN. Yeah. With that, I'm I'm watching the pregame show. Mm-hmm. And I think I had it on ESPN. Maybe I had ES. Maybe I had it on ESPN eight the Ocho or something. And the game hadn't started yet. It's like six fifteen. And I'm like, why hasn't the game started yet? I'm like, oh, maybe it's on Channel Seven. And I tune it in, and it says three nothing. I'm like, what? How is it three nothing? The game just started. So I DVR all the Off games. He went. Right. Sure. And then I see the Bills have the ball because they took the ball off the coin flip. I'm like, how is it three nothing? How is that possible? And the first play of the game, I'm like, wow, this could be one of those nights where maybe the Broncos are going to win. And then it just kept vacillating back and forth. Great field position. Kept blowing the great field position. Russell Wilson couldn't get anything done. He, he, he looked like a guy who had really good stats. As we talked about stats mm-hmm. yesterday, yeah. he had really good stats. But the truth is, could get the ball downfield, wasn't getting great protection. Wide receivers aren't getting open except for a couple of big plays and then starts scrambling around like Tebow, finding a way to win, flipping the ball if he had to. It was just one of those games. Think about if the game was normal in between, but it started the way that it started and finished the way that it finished. It would have been a remarkable game if you had just had those two things. A turnover on the first play and then and then the... 12th man on the field on, in, to finish the game. Right. So if you, just the bracket of that game would have made it memorable and crazy. Yeah. But then you had all of the stuff in between. The Bills tripping all over themselves, turning it over four times, but still finding enough uh, uh, fluidity in their running game, of all things. Their running game. To, to drive the ball twice and to score twice and to tie the game up late. The Broncos looking like fishes like fish out of water, but then all of a sudden sinking and then all of a sudden swimming out of the sink. It was a, it was a remarkable game that went in frustrating, depending on which team that you were cheering for. Well, either one, frankly. Ebb and flow. It was bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Let's do the lead real quick. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. And as the game is unfolding, I'm thinking with all of the good fortune they had 
And granted, they forced those turnovers, but then they had to keep kicking field goals. I'm thinking, okay, this game, the post-game press conference is going to be all about blown opportunities. Mm -hmm. But then I kept thinking to myself how Latavius Murray called that players only meeting on offense. And you and I talked about it, you know, yesterday. Sure. Before the start of the show or during the show, I should say. And it wasn't Diggs who called it. It wasn't Allen who called it. It wasn't Gabe Davis who called it. It was Latavius Murray, who is a veteran, and I get that. And, oh, by the way, he played very well in that game. Yeah. It's funny how Troy Aikman pointed that out more than a few times. Yeah. How Murray is playing a great game, and he's the guy who called the players-only meeting on offense. And even though the Broncos kept blowing opportunities, I kept thinking to myself, the Bills are more dysfunctional right now. Yes. Right. They just are. And you're right. The, the, the Broncos are blowing opportunities, but the Bills were more dysfunctional than the Broncos. Going into the game. The Broncos are feeling good about themselves going into the game. Mm-hmm. And the Bills, if you're a Bills fan, oh, and, and, I, and I have more than a few Bills fans who I communicated with during the game, they are so disgusted with Ken Dorsey. They are so disgusted with Sean McDermott. Here, I'll ask you. We talked about it last week. I brought this up on the show because certainly know enough people who still cover the Bills. Sean McDermott is tightly wound. That's just who he is as a person. And what was told to me by someone who covers the team, who's talked to players in that locker room, they have taken on the personality of their coach. They are very, very uptight right now. Early on, did they look like an uptight team? A team afraid to make mistakes yet kept making mistakes? Yeah. And then we're put into position to keep making mistakes, which I thought was the the oddest thing. You know, sometimes you just have to take what is being given to you. For some reason, the Broncos, opportunistic defensively, but they didn't stop the run. They gave up over 190 yards rushing they were, in that game. They were gashed the way the Jets and other teams did that to them. Yes, they were gashed. And I'm thinking, okay, we have found the Achilles heel once again. We knew it's always been there. We thought the Achilles was fixed, kind of like Aaron Rodgers' Achilles, Mm -hmm. because he might play later this season. But sure enough, that Achilles is another blown tire again. And here we go. As long as Dorsey keeps calling run plays, the Bills are going to win this game. And he refused to. Right. He wasn't consistent with it. How many passes did uh, Allen end up throwing? Get me that, Alex, real quickly. I don't have it here. What, does he look like your Sherpa? Yes, he is my Sherpa. You know what? Why don't you just ask me because I will let you know. Twenty-six. Thank you. There we go. Twenty-six passes. Now, that's quite a bit fewer than what he actually normally would throw. Not quite a bit. Well, you know why? Because they didn't have the ball that much. Right. Time of possession was like 37-22. It was. Yeah. And the model was reestablished and reaffirmed last night for what the Broncos are going to do the rest of this season. This is four straight games where they have trusted their running game. Only averaged 3.2 yards a carry. By the way, we haven't mentioned this. How much of a badass is Javante Williams? He's playing. Dude. He's running hard. Oh, my Lord. That guy. I mean, (laughs) Is there a vegetable that you don't like to eat? Um, I don't like, uh, it's got to be cooked the right way. No, I'm going to pick something you don't like. That I don't like? Yeah. I don't like 
cauliflower. Okay. So picture having to eat cauliflower every day, choking it down, even though, by the way, cauliflower has no nutritional value because it's not green. It's a completely wasted vegetable that does nothing for you. Yeah, it's beige, right? Yeah. Don't eat beige. The point is, picture having to choke this stuff down every single day, and you know, in theory, it's good for you because it's a vegetable, right? Yeah. And that's the Broncos running game. Javante Williams, yeah, they ran the ball. He averaged three point yards, three point eight yards a carry. Yeah, as a team, they averaged three point two, right. but they just kept choking down that vegetable. And you're going to have to do it for the rest of the season because this is what is going to be on the menu for the rest of the year. But here's but they the thing is you have to do it yes in order to win. But you're going to hate doing it every single game because it's going to look like. 3.5 yards of carry. Well, every it's going to look like painting by the numbers instead of a Picasso, right? Right. And 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 you're going to and Picasso is not my favorite. I probably should have gone somewhere else. Salvador Dali. There you go. Michelangelo. Uh, Mark Chagall. Wow. How about Monet? I'm more of a Monet guy. I like I like haystacks and ponds and lily pads. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but here's the Very deal. Very informational. Here's, for, here's, we got to hit a break, but thanks for no, wasting but here's, time. Here's the deal. Well done. Yeah. Well, you're the, well. Okay. Yeah. It, you were right there. Just with spit me. it out, Hurdle. Got to hit a break. You're going to time of possession, running game, feeding the time of possession, slowing the game down, and being able to, um, and then defend. The, that's that's the model time of possession which you feed with a running game and you know what if you are succeeding on third down it doesn't make any difference when the, whether you're only averaging 3.5 3.7 3.8 yards a carry if you're converting on third down then you're winning time of possession well think you about how many times there were third and 12 they early in the game they were later in the game right they hit on five straight third down conversions. Right. Their last five third down conversions, they made. Yeah, but you can't bank on wins saying, okay, we just need to hit third down. No, oh no, no, no. It but it's part of it. But that's how you You want to be third and two, third and you one, third and be, three, yes. You want to be, but but that's the model. The model is win time of possession with your running game. Do enough in your passing game, generally off of play action, and then depend on a defense that is opportunistic and count on some explosive plays out of your special teams. You're not always going to get it, but it worked for them last night. By the way, the best Allen on the field last night was Zach. He pushed the pocket a few times. He was good. All right. Coming up after the break, Peyton Manning said after the game, we won, but it feels like we lost. Does it feel like the Broncos lost even though they won? That's next.
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman this week. Roller Auctions having five auctions, over 3,000 items, including electric bikes, hardwood flooring, contracting tools, police evidence, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. In the meantime, if you're looking to have a great time this weekend, highly recommend you check out the brand new Bounce Empire in Lafayette. Over five 50,000 square feet of an inflatable amusement park. Now, this is for adults, kids, of course, but really adults and families as well, okay? So the the amusement park is amazing in its own, in in its own right, because they have the world's largest inflatable indoor obstacle course. Plus, they have games on the inflatable things as well. But for adults, they have a sports theater with a 10-foot projector, theater-style seating, amazing food, not like crappy corn dogs. Their chef is a Michelin star trained chef. Two Michelin star chefs trained this guy and the food is fantastic. They also have an adults only VIP bar and lounge, a great outdoor uh, deck where you can look at the mountains. Place has something for everyone. Guys night, family night, date night, birthday party, bounce empire has it all. Isn't a corn dog always crappy? Yeah. I mean, really? What yeah. can you do with a corn dog? You dip it in mustard. Yeah. It's on a, anything, any food on a stick <laughs> should just tell you right there. Any the food on a stick probably doesn't work out very well. I mean, you think a county fair and usually yes. the food's really not that good oh. there. Yeah, why don't you go wash that down with a funnel cake? Yeah. Oh. Right. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Bounce Empire in Lafayette, a 50,000-square-foot indoor amusement park for adults, kids, and families reimagined. What do you think Justin Simmons, Garrett Bowles, Russell Wilson would say to Peyton Manning if they found out he said, well, we won, but it feels like we lost? Oh, I think that they'd probably say that's the sheriff. He's entitled to his own opinion. I, I don't think that that's how... Justin Simmons, no. Garrett Bowles, no. or Russell Wilson feel. No. I wouldn't think, but that's okay. Somebody should put Sean Payton on the spot today and say, this is what Manning said after the game. We know he respects Manning. Everybody does. You know what he'd say? Manning has a right to his opinion, but at the end of the day, we won. That's what he'd say. Yeah, probably. Yeah. In, in so many words. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think you're right. And I think that's the truth. I mean, I don't think Payton's wrong. I mean, it was... <laughs> I mean, it was a fairly slippery slope that they were on a good portion of the night, but they figured out a way to get it done. And as we have talked about, and this will become a theme on this show, um, it doesn't make any difference what anyone else thinks. It matters only what they think and what they believe. Um, this is a team that is trending. You can you can cut split hairs any way that you want. It is a team trending in the right direction. Right. You play enough pickleball to know this. <laughs> yes. I play. I played enough tennis to know this. Sometimes when you're playing someone and you've scouted them and you know how they are trending, it's not that you let them make a mistake. You just know they are. 
So the reason why I compare it to pickleball and tennis is just be a backboard on the baseline. Just just keep hitting. You don't have to hit with any power. You don't have to take tough angles because you know eventually there's going to be an unforced error there. Yeah, let him make a mistake. Right, and that's what it has been recently with Josh Allen. Somehow, some way, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Josh Allen has become a reincarnation of Jimmy Garoppolo in one area. He's good for one or two mistakes a game. Well, he was good for more than that last night. He sure was. Thought he was awful. Now, as far as the good from the Broncos, we'll start it off with their defense, which they certainly looked inspired right off the hop. And, you know, uh, I am not saying Jaquan McMillions is the second coming. Where does of that Chris. even come from? I don't know. Where does the Mc? I, I don't get where it comes. It's. I mean, I can spelled McMillan. I mean, I understand uh, Okawupi Umum. I can understand that being misspelled, mispronounced. Okuwibunum, Steve Levy, Okuwebunum. I can understand not getting that name correct. Uh, Come on, Jim. yeah, I hear you. But and, McMillan. Yeah. Either way, they came out inspired defensively. Yeah. And it was the first play of the game. I was like, damn, maybe the Buffalo on painted onto the field and, and, and dressing up in matching costumes. Maybe that had something to do with it. You know, who knows, right? Who knows? But I'll bet you they do the same thing on the next roadie to Houston. I'll bet you dollars to donuts because you know how sports people are. They don't step on the line on the chalk when they're walking off the field. Right. Uh, I mean, those are the types of things that, that, that you repeat. You rinse and repeat if you're having success with. It's hard to tell. I don't know. This was a four-game road trip that they're taking. I, I've never heard of a four-game road trip unless you're going out of the country. Right. A four-day road trip, not four-game road trip. Sorry about that. Four-day road trip. Look, is it working perfectly? No, but it's working. That's where we are right now. There, here's here's a, a, an analogy for you, especially when you look at the Broncos' offense. And I understand they now have their identity. They are playing with very slim margins right now. No question. If you're going to run the ball as much as you are, and you're going to rely on only really passing on third down, and that's what it looks like they're going to do. Even if Javante gets two yards, and then he gets another two yards, they're going to put themselves in a lot of third down and potentially long situations. Uh, if he's not running well, they're going to continue to do it. So again, not a lot of margin for error for what they are doing right now. But when you look at that offense and the good fortune they had with all the turnovers, the defense forced, where they started with the ball on the field, really over the last couple of games, mm -hmm. you wonder how long that is going to continue. Because I'll tell you right now, when they play this upcoming Sunday night against the Minnesota Vikings, we'll probably see the same game plan. But what this reminds me of, and here's the analogy, it's kind of like you have a beautiful Persian rug. And that beautiful Persian rug represents wins. The question is, what is under that rug? Hmm. And we don't need to really go into great detail on what's under that rug, which really doesn't look very pretty. But eventually, you're going to lift up that rug if they lose a game and the offense doesn't look very good and say, 
we kind of knew this was going to be coming eventually. Yeah, you bring up a good point, and I agree with you. The margins are thin. So you have to, I mean, you're, you're plus three in turnovers, and you win a game on a last-second field goal last night. That, that's a thin margin. Your yeah, time of possession. You, you better use that term loosely. Yes, they won on a last-second field goal. Yes, they won on a last-second field goal. Well, I mean, whatever. I mean, you can determine it any way you want. They got to win. But fifteen, they were plus 15 minutes in time of possession. Yet they won on a last-second field goal. There are lots of things in that game that you would look at if you just looked at metrics and say, well, Broncos probably won this game by two touchdowns. Eh, no, not so much. And that's where they're probably going to live a, a good portion of this season. Coming up after the break, Heidi grade the uh, special teams because he was really all over the map on so many different levels. And we'll actually grade everything out. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching. That's next. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. This week, Roller Auctions having five auctions with over 3,000 items, including electric bikes, hardwood flooring, contracting tools, police evidence, and much more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos up in Blackhawk, another great promotion. You'll get the grand prize of your choice the weekend of January 5th. It'll either be a Kawasaki side-by-side with snow tracks, which is super cool, or a little over $22,000 in cash. With that, head on up to Wildcard or Sasquatch. See how you can win. Check out their sports book over at Sasquatch. Great food, great prices as well. They have a 99-cent menu and really loose slots. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to rollerauction.com slash MHS and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. Let's hand out some grades. You want to start with special teams? Okay. Because really, uh, special teams played a major role on so many. I can't remember the last time special teams played such a major role in any Broncos game. And we have, I mean, their, their special teams coach got the game ball. Yeah. As well he should have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I said B minus in the first hour. I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to backtrack. Um, they gave up two points. They left two points on the field, and that's huge in a game of inches where the Broncos are going to be playing most of their games. But they got four for four from Will Lutz, even with the miss, four for four, including a game-winning field goal, walk-off field goal for the win. Uh, and they got 75 return yards out of Marvin Mims 
two of those returns set up touchdowns with field position. Pretty tough to deny. Could go B on this pretty easily, but I'm going to go B- minus because of the two missed opportunities. And I'll break it down as well. Getting on the field with the clock running, that's an A+. plus. It sure is. Okay, that's an A+. plus. Marvin Mims is easily an A. Easily. Missing two extra points, mm. that puts you in F category. Yes. You can't be missing two extra points. No. And you and I will disagree on this. The Broncos did not do, well, I don't want to say did not do anything. When you run onto the field with the clock winding, with the clock going, you put enough pressure on their special team's defense to make the right decision very, very quickly. Yep. The Broncos, the first time around, didn't need a penalty. Does that make sense? Right. We will disagree on this. If he would, if they didn't have twelve guys on the field, I don't think your B minus would be a B minus. No, probably not. And th- but that's how I look at it. Yeah, I look at it as they really didn't force them into something. They did in a way. They forced them to hurry mm-hmm. and rush. But then again, it's not like the first time they saw it. I'll listen to that. With that, you have an A plus, an A, two Fs, and honestly, missing a missing a game winning field goal. That wasn't that far out, although the wind was swirling a little bit. And by the way, I you know I love Buffalo, New York. For the first time, I think in the history of the Buffalo Bills organization, wide right never sounded so good. <laughs> until there was another chance. What was your grade then? A plus A, three Fs. Well, what's your grade for special teams? Well, if I have to balance it all out. Well, I mean, yeah, I just did it. If I have to balance it all out, a C at best. Okay. At best. All right. Overall coaching. B. I'm going to go with, and, and my main tenet is, and we could we could get into the weeds on this, knowing who you are and sticking to it means something to me and to this franchise, I think, to this franchise now. I would give them a B plus, if, okay. not, if not an A minus. There you go. Sean Payton stuck to what he felt would win the game. Right. And it did. Vance Joseph was terrific. Special teams coaching was terrific. I'll go A minus overall on the coaching. There you go. Because at the end of the day, you know, special teams, they worked on that play. Mm-hmm. Clock winding down. Yep. Okay. Hit it. Sean Payton, he didn't he didn't say after the, the game, which he has said before, and Gary Kubiak used to say it all the time. We kind of forgot to run the ball. No. Okay? Didn't say it. No. Yep. And then defensively, Vance Joseph was excellent. Yeah. I, they, I think that we have seen an indication now of them understanding their path and sticking to it. That's and, worth something. And Sean Payton did a great job on a lot of other levels. One, putting it in their minds. They're playing on national television. Mm-hmm. Playing the Monday night music. Sure. Right? Put it painting the buffalo on the field. Everyone's going to be dressed the same on the plane ride and four days out there. All worked beautifully because they won the game. Yep. Okay. It's all about everything changes if you don't get PI on third and 15. Okay. Right? 
Defense. What do you what do you grade the uh, defense? I gave them a solid B. Could go B plus. Four turnovers is what it is. Right. But they gave up 190 plus yards rushing. Chunk yards. Chunk yards. It's big chunk. Big chunk. I mean, and and Buffalo was able to get back into the game quickly when it seemed like they were way behind in the game. I'll easily give their defense a B plus. There you go. Maybe even an A minus. Wow. How about the well good again, for you. Again, what did Diggs do? Nothing. Nothing. What well, did Allen do? Tan, right? Right. Yep. What, what what did Allen do? Very little. Right. That 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 hurt them. Offense. C plus. C or C plus. Yeah. Yeah. C for or sure. C plus. Uh, and you know what? You're going to give them a C or C plus pretty much the entire I think season. You, I think you are. Because it's not a high scoring I, I think you are absolutely right. And it almost feels like the Sean Payton, while he wants to stick to the running game, he doesn't really trust Russell Wilson. If he does go off script, and that's where he is at his best, that pass to Cortland Sutton is a very good example. Mm-hmm. Going off script, final drive, pitching the ball a couple of times to Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah. Okay. All of those things worked. But with all the opportunities they had to score with the field position, actually, I'm not even going to C plus C at best. Well, all you need to know great field is position they, yeah. and got two two field goals, got three field goals off of four turnovers. Yeah, they that, only, that, that, that does that doesn't rise to even close to a B. Twenty four completions in twenty nine attempts for an average of six point seven yards. It's it's they're not going downfield. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? The Colorado men's and women's basketball teams made appearances in this week's top 25 rankings. And how many teams made offers to Patrick Sertan at the trade deadline? We'll answer that next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. We sang Bobby McGee on the hood of my car. Made it shown every star in that clear September sky. One bottle of wine and two Dixie cups. Three a.m. I fell. Morning drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Always a lot of great auctions going on for Roller Auction. Uh, They're having five auctions with over 3,000 items this week, including electric bikes, hardwood flooring, contracting tools, police evidence, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now. The final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at the McKenzieFirm.com. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, for the first time in nearly 10 years, Colorado has two 
top 25 ranked basketball teams as the Colorado men came in at number 25 and the women were ranked at number 5. The last time both were in the top 25 was January 13, 2014. Uh, Thoughts on Tad Boyle's team cracking the top 25 and then the woman making the big jump up to number 5. Well, that's my... I was curious enough to follow that yesterday to see... You know, when you beat the top-ranked team in the country, albeit on a neutral court start the season, you know you're going to get a jump, a 15-spot jump. Wow. Good for them. They are in a marvelous position right now, and the question becomes, Eric, very simply, what do you do to stay there? Because you're number five in the country. I believe. Oh, boy. I believe. Yeah. I do believe you? in the men's basketball team, and I believe in the women's basketball team. The men's basketball team, I think, is a is a work in progress that will continue to improve. So for them to be 25th in the country right now is a good starting place. All right, just in case you missed it, Adam Schefter reported yesterday that seven teams called the Broncos to inquire about the availability, uh, availability of Patrick Sertan with three teams making offers, uh, but Denver never considered dealing him. Uh, those around the organization believe he is the most talented cornerback they have ever had, uh, ever have been around. So with the Broncos having Champ Bailey, Akeem Tlaib, Chris Harris at corner all in the last 20 years, how do you feel about Sertan being considered the most talented of them all? You have to consider the source, okay? Was Greg Penner around when Tlaib was here? No. Was George Payton around when Keep Tlaib was here? No. How about Chris Harris? Maybe there was a crossover. I can't remember. Certainly not Champ Bailey. Who they've been around. Sure. Yes. Greatest ever? Maybe. Maybe. If John Elway was there and he said it, that's different. Because he brought in Tlaib and Chris Harris. And he was there for champion. So you got to understand who it's coming from. Is he the best lockdown guy that you have seen in Denver? Because you've been here a while now. Um, He's right up there. He's got to be, right? Now, splash plays. My money goes on Aqib Tlaib. Mm-hmm. Okay. Best all-around football player. My money goes on Champ Bailey. Because he was a great special teams player. And he willingly wanted to play it. Pretty remarkable. Although it's a pretty great list. Man, you talk about a guy that you just never hear about in a game and think about how wonderful that is for Pat Sertan. He just basically took Stephon Diggs out of that game. And oh and oh by the Last way, night. oh by you know who I left out? The guy who was on an all decade team, which is usually induction into the Hall of Fame. Chris Harris. And that's Chris Harris. Yeah, right. All right, just in case you missed it, uh, the suspected theft in Colorado's locker room at the Rose Bowl apparently was done by UCLA recruits. Uh, Pasadena police confirmed that the items were stolen by high school recruits who were on an, an official visit to UCLA. The names of the recruits have not been revealed, uh, but the players are believed to attend Beaumont High School in Riverside County, California. What was your reaction when you heard it was UCLA recruits identified as the suspects of the locker room theft? I- I don't even know how to react to that other than to say, really? That really? How do you think that's going to work out? How do you think that's going to work out? And UCLA, shame on you for not having taken care of this right from the jump street. How about put your recruits on a leash? I mean, my goodness. And, 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 and keep them in, in, first of all, what are they doing in the, in the Buffs locker room? Why are they even around it? I'm with you, dude. Yeah. 
That is a head scratcher. And shame on UCLA, which has handled this poorly right from the jump. Yeah. Right from the jump. Is is it UCLA that's hosting this game? I know they're playing in the Rose Bowl. Is UCLA hosting this game? Right. Well, they just wanted to make sure that if the Buffs won the game, that Shador wouldn't show the fans his watch. Maybe Shador wears it during the game. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe he's got it under a wristband. Right. For all we know. Yeah. Got but, the big necklace, that's for sure. He does. He does have that, doesn't he? Got the rope. Is that what we're calling it? The rope. Well, that was that was the term back then, like father, yeah. like son, because that's what Dion did. So it's all good with me. Yep. Whatever. I find it. I find it disgusting that a teenager wears jewelry like that, and, and, and it has nothing to do with race. I'm saying as a parent. Well, a keep as Talib a parent might have ta- might have removed the necklace. Right. From right. He may have removed it. Yeah. Because I was in Looking Oakland. Looking for a souvenir. That was one of the best days I've ever had. Right. Was watching those two guys get after each other. My God. The NIL era is a little bit different. It's a different day, different age, man. Get on board. All right, just in case you missed it, a little off the beaten path here. Gilbert Arena said Carmelo Anthony is a more skilled scorer than Kevin Durant. Arena said, I would go Melo because he had four-level, five-level scoring. Mm. There's posting up an ISO player. Melo posted up and was an ISO player, so when it comes to who is the most complete scorer, I'm going to say Melo. Uh, although Melo in his prime was a terrific scorer, is he really more talented than Kevin Durant? Yes. Yes and yes and yes. Carmelo, people just conveniently forget because they don't like Carmelo Anthony. He was unstoppable offensively. Unstoppable. Back to the basket, running the floor, hitting jump shots, game-winning shots. Kevin Durant is an unbelievable shooter, and he's a very good scorer. Carmelo Anthony was an excellent scorer and not as good of a shooter as Durant. Carmelo Anthony was an unstoppable force because of his size. He could get around power forwards, and he could Bully small forwards. He was so stinking good, and the venom for him, I suppose I get, although people don't know the whole story, and they don't want to hear the whole story. Camelo Anthony, outside of David Thompson, the and obviously Jokic, one of the three most important players in the history of this franchise, he put the Nuggets back on the map like John Elway did with the Broncos, not to the same extent. How bad were the Nuggets before he got here? And instantly they made the playoffs. Was he a good leader? No. Was he selfish? Yes. Games were on national television when Carmelo Anthony got here. You can't be Ah. the type of accumulator that Melo was without an incredible set of skills. One of the best offensive players that I've ever seen. Carmelo Anthony, to me, is Dominique Wilkins. Great player. Never really played any defense. Carmelo, better outside shooter than Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins is a highlight guy. Same with Carmelo Anthony. Never won anything. Yeah, never won anything. Ne- ne- never got to the NBA Finals. Yep. Never did any of that. But as a pure score, man. Oh, hard Carmelo to argue. Carmelo is unbelievable. Hard to argue. Yeah. Okay, that was uh, Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. They always have great specials, specifically on wine. And right now... If you are looking to have some wine special, sparkling wine, all box wines are 15% off. Uh, they deliver to the entire Denver metro area. You can do that at com on their app as well. Go check them out off of Colfax. That is going to do it for us. want to welcome our man Gordon 
to uh to the show doing his first show i can't believe they let uh danny bailey our executive director train him because clearly gordon's gonna be messing up for a while until well, I mean, he figures it, this out it, on it his begs own. the question will gordon actually show up for work tomorrow i don't know gordon you coming back tomorrow uh, Atta boy, Gordon. Atta boy. Well done. Thank you, my friend. Well, well, well done. Well, we'll see if the if the check clears too. Make it the best possible <laughs> day you can. See you. Back.